Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, into another edition of the PHNX Suns Podcast After Dark. Oh yeah, we had some wow. technical difficulties, but that's fine Man. because everything is good in Suns world. And we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook app. If you use the code PHNX, when you sign up and you put $5 down and your team wins, your NFL team wins, you're going to get $200 in sweet, sweet free bets. I'm your host, Greg Esposito. Ahoy, hoy. Joined, as always, by the GM, Saul Bookman. Saul, how are you, my friend? Oh, dude, I'm. that was a fun, fun game to watch. That really was. And uh, I'm glad we came out on top. I'll, say, I'll tell you that much. Uh, just good old, you know, good old-fashioned, let's just shoot the rock and not call some BS fouls, even though Trey Young did get, get a couple. Uh, I'm okay with the way it, it panned out because the Suns came out on top. You can have the BS calls. We'll take the win. There's nothing BS about getting a big win behind Devin, Armani, Booker, who had a huge game tonight for the Suns. And I got to tell you, man, it felt good to see vintage Devin back in the fold. I We'd been waiting for it. We talked about it. We asked, what's wrong with Devin? Well, guess yeah. what? Nothing was wrong with Devin tonight is the answer. As he had a huge game with 38 points, six rebounds, four assists, shot four of 20, 14 of 21 and five of nine from three. Devin Booker is back, baby. And let's belly up to the bar. Armani Ale is our draft of the night, the drink <laughs> of the night. And it is a sweet. Sweet beer. It, it tastes like honey is how sweet that beer is now that Devin is back and, and playing the way we expect him. And, and without him, there's two guys tonight. But without Devin Booker, the Suns do not win. He willed them offensively to victory. Yeah, absolutely. Devin Booker was fantastic all night long. Uh, you know, and, and Trey Young was on tonight. So it was, Dev, it was basically Trey versus Devin. Uh, and that, I mean, that was worth every price of admission there in the game for sure if you were sitting in the in the in the arena i can only imagine how it felt it it sounded like you know kind of the the playoff surges every now and then especially uh in the fourth quarter it was just and, and the Suns just played really good basketball on the offensive side for the most part ball movement smart decisions like i was really happy this is the sun's team that we've been waiting for they showed tonight uh, in a very big way. 
Well, uh, you know, they still had the bad quarter. The third was not pretty in any way, but they found a way to overcome it. And that run in the fourth, I mean, to your point, that was the sons of last year. Ball movement, unselfish play. I mean, Booker had the hot hand, right? And he still dealt it uh, to Kaminsky and Jay Crowder there late in the fourth, got easy buckets, and that's how they moved to the 121-117 victory over the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, I I can't sing the praises of Devin any more uh, than, than we have, man. That, that was... Well. That was a ballsy performance. Well, I'm not going to say I'm going to sing, sing his praises because uh, I don't know if I'm legally obligated to, but I will say because of my man and how he performed, we got a new shirt that we're dropping. What? It, is the, it is the new de- – oh, I'm not going to say it's the book shirt, but it is the book shirt. New release right there. Look at that fire. Man, that's pretty dope. I will say that is that is a sleek, sleek artistry right there by a, a, our graphic designer. I, I'm not going to say who it is, but you may recognize it. it. It's it's just beautiful, is what it is. Oh, pull that graphic Vintage, back up now. Let's pull, go now. Back up. We don't. We don't. Let's not. Yeah, there we go. Vintage cars, a dog, one good looking guy, and a sunset. What more could you want in Phoenix than than you're looking at right there? That is what I call en fuego, fire. Yo. However the kids say it nowadays, that's just good looking, is what it is. That's dope. It's dope. And you can go to our merch store right now and purchase this, this T-shirt. It is available. It is ready to go. Go phnx.com. Check it out. Go to our merch store. You can buy this right now. Uh, it's a fire shirt. Yeah, and we'll drop the the link in the chat here shortly as well. And look, I'm, I'm in love with our merch. And I know I'm biased, obviously, but I am in love with our merch. It actually makes up for like Two-thirds of the shirts in my closet right now are all PHNX locker shirts, and uh, I'm in love with that thing. I'm, I'm just going to say it. Sorry, Mrs. Espo, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging that, okay? yeah. So, don't tell her, Saul. She's in the other room. Don't call her up and tell her I just said that, please. Uh, I won't. I won't. Yeah, it, it's an awesome. It's an awesome shirt. Also, uh, uh, ASU, I just want to say it's on you right now. Because the Coyotes have finally won a game. So you got the Suns, the Yotes, my Wildcats finally won. If ASU does it, everybody in Arizona won today. Oh, and Phoenix Rising playing. I don't, I don't, last time I checked, they were in a tie game. So, I mean, great night in Arizona sports. Let's go. You know who else won tonight? Frank Kaminsky. Yes, we're in the cold. Party it up. Yes, Man, sir. the. the the dude comes up big in the first half and then has a big bucket late, a couple great defensive stops. There is not much more you could ask for from Frank the Tank Kaminsky, and, and the Cove was popping, as the kids say, 16 points on 7 of 10 shooting, 2 of 3 from 3, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. What? I mean, Frank Kaminsky is a guy that sits on the bench for the first, what, Five games of the season gets in because uh, because Da has that right knee contusion gets minutes and is showing out. He's actually outplaying the big free agent signing Javale McGee as the backup big right now. I, I'm loving me some Frank. I'm always loving me some Frank, but particularly right now. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, you kind of laughed at me because I was talking about ten points and twenty rebounds. Uh, apparently, I needed to switch those two. 
because uh, Frank had like 10 points and like four rebounds in the first half. And I, I almost wanted to text you right away and be like, dude, uh, th- this is a pretty good start. He ends up with 16 and combined those two had 22 and 11. So it's not too bad. I, I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't way off. You know, I would, did not account for the 20 points for sure. So I just needed to strike that, reverse it, and maybe I would have been all right. You missed by nine rebounds. The I wasn't too far off. It's kind of crap. Yeah, I also <laughs> missed. I I also missed by ten plus points. So it evens out. Oh sure, yeah. I pounded on the table and said, "There's not a chance in hell they get twenty rebounds," and they didn't. So we'll yeah. take that. You know, I, this overall, Suns only shoot thirty-two point six percent from three. Uh, when Hawks shot thirty-nine point four percent, this this game came down to just. The Suns out hustling him in the end. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, they, the Suns worked harder. They did. They they worked harder and they worked smarter. And that's also the Air Force motto, ironically enough. <laughs> uh and you know, they they just out executed the, the Hawks and, and the Hawks, you know, falling apart the way they did kind of reminded me of of their hiccups against the Milwaukee Bucks in the Easter Conference Finals last year, where they just weren't able to execute down stretches of games. Um, and the Bucks were. This time you have a championship level team in the Suns as well going at you, and they were just able to out execute. And it's also the you know Trey Young's gonna he's he's already got a lot of experience, um, but Chris Paul's on another level when it comes to that kind of stuff. And his his ability to con- control the game and uh, get players involved, and then it just it just looked like that ball was hopping right. It was just bouncing around going from one side to the other. And finally, the Suns weren't afraid to take the shots that, that were open. They were taking good quality shots when they had them. Um, and I think that just you could see the rhythm change uh, from, you know, game one of the season to, to right now. Yeah. And uh, look, they didn't the Suns didn't even win the rebounding battle, right? They lose 50 to 42 on the glass. But it was just Devin Booker and Chris Paul kind of willing him to victory there. Uh, you know, we had talked a lot about Chris Paul too, and oh, what's wrong with him? Well, he had that that time where he basically turned it up in that fourth quarter, and and started having some of those runs that we saw last year offensively. You know, he he wound up getting in a groove, hitting those shots. He winds up with 16 points on five of eight shooting, 13 assists, six rebounds. I mean, again, it start it started to feel in that fourth quarter like this Suns team that we saw last season. Absolutely. Your book was fantastic in transition. Um, You know, it's just overall, just, I think it was the best game that the Suns have had offensively, even though they didn't shoot the three the way we would like them to. um, I still thought they were good quality open shots all across the board. Uh, You know, it wasn't like Bogdanovich who, when they were, when they were down by three, they just chucking one uh, after just touching it for two seconds, which is crazy. So um, it's pretty crazy. Hey, by the way, hello to our friend Lindsey Smith, who must be back uh, from Mexico or has really good Wi-Fi signal where she is. Good to see you in the chat, Lindsey. Looking forward to seeing you in the studio next week. Another man that we love seeing in studio but is on location tonight is our own Gerald Borgay. Gerald, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Doing great. How about you guys? Doing great, man. Uh, what did Coach Monty Williams have to say after this exciting victory? Yeah, I think he was proud of his team for the way that they approached that fourth quarter. He really liked their fourth quarter defense and just the mindset they had going in, I think, down 12 
at the end of that third quarter. Um, it didn't give up. And like you guys were saying, they weren't really hitting their threes at the clip we would like to see from them. But he did like the looks that they were generating tonight and the way that they were generating them. Uh, and then obviously he liked what Devin Booker was doing as far as uh, the guy just went off and, and looked like the Devin Booker we've been waiting on tonight. Hey, Gerald, you know, just what was the your biggest takeaway outside of Devin Booker uh, from what you saw tonight? Was it Frank? Was it, you know, the, 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 the I mean, I, maybe it's just the ball move overall. What was, what was the one thing that really stood out to you besides Devin Booker? Yeah, I think it was a tie between Frank and just moving the ball. Like you were saying, like they generated, I think they averaged like 29 threes a game. And in, in the second quarter, they were already up to 23 for the entire game. So the ball was moving. They were getting good looks. They weren't hitting them, but they were getting good looks. And, you know, Frank Kaminsky, you can't say enough about the job that he's done. Obviously, neither he nor JaVale are going to make up for what DeAndre Ayton does for this team. But Kaminsky does bring a different component as far as being able to pass the ball a little bit more, make decisions with the ball and put it on the floor um, and, and hit those threes. So it's one of those things where he's been really good for them. And he worked on the summer on his lateral movement so that he could keep up defensively. So I feel like that was one of the biggest takeaways is that Kaminsky Cove is popping these days. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, it's on and fire. And that property value is going up. I'm getting richer and richer every time yeah. Frank has one of these great games. So, uh, it's, one the, thing- it's the opposite of whatever the fire festival was. <laughs> it's Kaminsky Cove. Gerald, a lot of people wondering, and I don't know if you have an answer to this, but I'll throw it out there to you anyways. Why was DA not on the bench this evening? That we don't know. Um, I actually ran into DA walking out of the locker room before the game after Monty's pregame availability. Asked him how he was doing. He said he was doing fine. He didn't see him in dour spirits or anything like that. So it could be one of those things where we've seen guys before in the past not be on the bench because they were getting treatment behind the scenes, which could be the case here. Monty had said he had woken up uh, feeling sore the, after their game the other day. So that could be all it is. But normally, even when guys are getting treatment, you see them on the bench at some point during the game. I don't recall seeing Aiton on the bench at any point. Could be nothing. Could be something. I don't know. We've all heard the, you know, the Jalen Rose thing that's happened recently. Um, and obviously these are tough times for everybody involved with this organization. So we asked for Aiton at shoot around this morning, but he wasn't available because he was out for tonight. So it's one of those things we're just going to have to monitor and, and try and get a uh, comment from him here in the near future. Uh, Gerald goes back to waiting for Deandre Aiden all over again. <laughs> it's the story that never goes away. I love it. <laughs> uh, we're back already. Good to be back. It only took two weeks. It only took two weeks. <laughs> any uh, any additional thoughts from out there? Anything else catch your attention either in the press conference or uh, while you're watching the game tonight, Gerald? Uh, there was Suns minority owner. I think he has the second biggest stake in the team uh, who is here with Colin Kaepernick sitting courtside. Uh, he was the only owner who kind of issued a statement that was um, – you know, negative in regards to the Robert Sarver story. So that is a potentially big deal because we all know what Colin Kaepernick stands for in the fight for, you know, racial equality, social justice. So to have a guy like that sitting courtside while there's this investigation into the owner that has to deal with all these racial charged allegations. I mean, it makes a statement in and of itself without actually making a statement. It, it certainly does. Uh, Gerald, we appreciate your time. We'll let you uh, get back to it, and we will see you in studio on Monday for our post-game show. 
Thanks, guys. Take care. You know, it's something we got. I'm sorry. You know, it's something we got to talk about is is in the beginning part of the season. Every time we talked to Gerald at a home game, who was behind him putting up shots, working on his his stuff? It was it was Frank. And now now we're seeing the fruits of that labor. And obviously he works hard anyway. You know, he's he always puts in the time. But every single game he doesn't play. He puts in some work right after the game's over. And that's a guy that's very serious about being a professional and uh, somebody that wants to lead by an example, no matter if he's playing, you know, 20, 25 minutes a game or just two. Uh, he's that that's why Frank is so endearing to the fans is because they can see his work ethic and understand that he does care and he wants to be a part and contribute to this team. Yeah, you got to love Bailey in the chat saying, got to think Kaminsky will be demanding a max contract very soon. Hey, if he keeps playing like this, I'll, I'll pitch in. You know, the profits from Kaminsky Cove can help pay for him on that. And then uh, thank you, Sundra Dunk, for calling me the uh, realtor of the year. I, I appreciate that as well. Uh, in honor, honor of what Gerald dropped there, uh, with us we'll go to our tweet of the night that comes to us from dan bickley said sons vice chairman jim joffe was sitting courtside tonight with colin kaepernick is one of his business partners powerful statement from a billionaire minority owner who did not sign the statement of support for robert sarver it is very interesting i know that uh that he uh, najafi and kaepernick work together on some social justice issues. They're business partners yeah. in that. So definitely, you know what? I'm just going to say, it. I think we might be in a battle for the soul of the Phoenix Suns right now between two gentlemen, because that's quite a statement to make sitting courtside uh, with Colin Kaepernick right after all of this happens. Uh, obviously, he he knew what he was doing by uh, by inviting Colin to be his guest. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's 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 planned. It's understood what he what the message is. Um, and there's nothing confusing about it. You know, the only confusion you might have about it is if you don't understand what the real situation is here. And uh, there's very few people that that don't understand what's going on. So uh, it's just there's there's a lot of stuff, a lot of maneuvering going on right now. There's a lot of um, there, there's obviously some people. Uh, that have either spoken out or not spoken out within the organization that probably feel a certain type of way. And, you know, and this one of the minority owners of the Suns is, uh, you know, kind of flexing his his ownership stake, if you will, and, and sending a message uh, of his own about what he thinks about the allegations. So this thing is far from being over. It's not going to end anytime soon. And this is just the beginning um, it's very. It's gonna be very interesting to see how it plays out because I think the way you phrased it is is absolutely right. The soul of the Phoenix Suns is kind of what's at stake, for for lack of a better word, and I think um, that's something to be taken very seriously. Well, Najafi's a, a businessman that uh, people may not recognize the name, but I believe he's worth about three billion dollars. So he's somebody that is a major player as well and making a loud and clear statement tonight courtside at the footprint center by sitting with Colin Kaepernick. Uh, <laughs> we knew this is going to be an interesting, uh, an interesting ride. And it, it got more interesting tonight is what I'll say. Uh, say it's only been, it's, it hasn't even been like 72 hours yet. It's just been crazy. <laughs> nope. It's been a crazy couple of days. 
Yeah, and it'll get crazier. Hey, let's go to our DraftKings king of the night here. It is Devin Booker who finished with 38.6 rebounds, four assists, and pretty much was the reason why this team won the game. Uh, Saul, does this count as a trifecta? We got a shirt for him. He was the drink, and he's the king. Do we get the the trifecta? Does it count as a trifecta? It's not a real Uh, special graphic, but... It's not it's not called a trifecta. What's it called? Espo, give it to me. I, I don't remember. You give it to me. It's a so. thrilling threesome. That's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. The thrilling th- threesome. He gets it tonight. There you go, Devin Book. Devin the drink, Book. king of the game, and your own t-shirt. He you know what that, if you get your own t-shirt drop, it's more than a thrilling threesome. It's we gotta call it something different. It's like a, it's it's a oh man, I can't think of it. Dig it. I, I, I don't I don't know my French, so I don't know what four is in French, but sure, it's something more special. (laughs) King of the Game brought to you by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook app. You bet $5 on any NFL game this weekend. If your team wins, you are going to get $200 in some sweet, sweet bets. That's uh, what's coming up uh, for you if you use that DraftKings app. You sign up using the code PHNX. And uh, you're going to get the opportunity to bet $5 on any NFL team with a win. You're getting $200 in sweet, sweet bets. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, easy to get your money out if you're going to win those bets. And there's always some kind of great promo, like a, a, a in-game parlay where they'll refund you up to a certain amount if you don't win. So you can get a little saucy with your, uh, your in-game parlays. There's sometimes free bets. It's my favorite thing to do on the weekend outside of hanging out with my family is hanging out with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 and over, Arizona <laughs> only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. What am I, chop liver? You don't like hanging out with me? I'm not really hanging out with you. Where I'm staring at a camera and you happen to Espo. be on the screen too. You, Espo, bes- besides the beautiful soon-to-be wife, you are the only other person I spend this much time with. Yeah, I see how it is. You said, no, I'm not going in the studio. You sit in a closet and we'll talk I over actually, a video conference. I, I actually spend more time with you than anybody else in my life right now. So yeah. that is sad on so many levels. Trust me, I apologize uh, for that. I wake up every morning filled with regret. So <laughs> I'm sure you do, especially when you turn over to that desk next to you and go, I chose to work with this guy. Uh, this guy. <laughs> Bailey Lyons in the chat say, gotta think Book could have an MVP case if, if he's finally back and CP3 is slowly aging and play. Might be the next leap for that for him if this continues. Look, I'm not going to go too crazy over 138-point game, but I sure as hell would love to see it, Bailey. Um, I'm not going to lie. He has the potential. He has the ability. And now it's just about capitalizing on it and figuring it out. Yeah, I, you know, the, the thing that's going to separate Book from everybody else is, first of all, obviously how, how he adapts to a possible Chris Paul slowing down. And I think you're kind of starting to see signs of it. I'm not going to, I'm not saying he's washed up or anything like that, but like our friend Corey said, I think he's getting near the tub. Um, and, you know, Chris knows when to turn it on and he's very much pacing himself. You can see himself, you can see him pacing himself as the game is going on. And then in the fourth quarter, when the Suns needed some buckets in a big, big way, who came through? Always Chris Paul. Uh, Devin Booker got put the whole package from the first to the fourth quarter better than I think anybody else on the team. 
solid game all the way around. I think this is just the beginning. I think this is where Bailey is going. If this is the beginning of where we start to see Booker kind of getting into that good lather, and he's just he's in it. EJ pointed out in the first quarter, you can just tell by the way a guy runs up and down the court, kind of bounces that he's feeling it. He's feeling good. He's in a good rhythm. And uh, if Booker can continue that for a majority of the season, I think he'll be right up there in, in the MVP running for sure. Well, it's a D-book swag. You see it coming, and and he got that tonight. You could feel it. You know, I called yeah. Armani mode a little early. I pulled the, pulled the trigger a little early at seven points, but you could just kind of feel it. And he went full Armani mode by the fourth quarter. And look, I, I want to see two or three games in a row where we, we see traditional Devin Booker before I start popping bottles. But but it was it felt really good tonight to, to see him there, for sure. I mean, it's so good that we dropped a T-shirt for him. I mean, we should just throw that thing right back up one more time, the, that beautiful T-shirt of his. He probably drove to the arena in this beautiful car. Uh, you know, and listen, it's a, it's a classic. He's the classic. He's he's kind of a throwback player where the mid range conquers all. Um, even though tonight he stroked it from three and he, he looked good in shooting it from from distance too. So um, yeah, Devin Booker, man, phenomenal game tonight. Hope it continues and uh, you can take advantage by getting this sweet shirt on not, in our. Not that we're saying that's store. his car or anything, or his dog or <laughs> no, anything. But uh, no, 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 no. It's just no. a cool looking shirt that just happens to coincide with him having a big game links in the chat too if you want to uh hook yourself up with one of those sweet sweet new t-shirts and you know Saul and i'll be rocking one of those on the show absolutely in the near future right, we also love- the best thing the best thing about it is is like you get to rep it and you'll see other fans like if you see the coyotes fans right now uh they are repping hard with those shirts uh they're those coyote shirts and they see you can see them all around the arena um, and soon enough, you're going to start to see these these sun shirts around the arena uh, if you go check out a game. So, you know, support it. Please hit that like button, too. Please subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Hit the likes. Uh, it helps us do what we do. Five-star review on iTunes. Uh, mail me a nice note saying we're doing an okay job. Whatever it takes. Well, we take Contribute praise. Contribute a million dollars to my GoFundMe. Like, yeah, it's, it's just a small thing. That. We drop a super chat to help pay for Saul Bookman's wedding. That's that's yes. what we forgot. All I need is five hundred thousand dollars. We're right there. We're so close. <laughs> we only need four hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars left. We're good and to go. For the cost of a really expensive cup of coffee, that also is <laughs> the price of a, a small house here in Phoenix. You can help one Saul Bookman have a wedding. Uh, for that's the cost true. of. 50 Starbucks latte a day for the next 15 years. You too can help me. Hey, let me just say, I loved being in Kaminsky Cove tonight. If you want property, you can drop a super chat as well. I'll happily sell you a little parcel of heaven that happens to look like Frank's face. Just a a reminder there. So any final thoughts before we get out of here for the postgame show? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I think there's a lot of thoughts. You know, if we go around the, around the table, I thought uh, Jay Crowder had a solid game. Again, didn't shoot the greatest, but he does so many little things around the court. Um, and, and he's that physical presence, uh, that kind of don't take shit attitude that you need out there. Um, I thought Mikhail Bridges um, had a couple very nice plays considering he wasn't shooting the rock very well. But he got out into the break. He did all the little small things. And I think that's what separated the Suns from the Hawks ultimately tonight is that the Suns did a lot of the small things it takes to win. Um, and the Hawks kind of missed their opportunities to do such they took advantage of him in the third quarter, but not in the fourth quarter. And the fourth quarter, as we all know, is where it counts. And uh, 
also a little love to Landry Shamwet as he went three from six from deep and he he's getting to understand what his role is. He only took threes tonight, so he finished three of six for the game as well. Had a few nice assists too. So Landry Shamet out there helping the cause uh, as well. And like you said, another rough night uh, for Cam Johnson, who only had four points. Mikhail Bridges struggled from the field as he went 0 for 4 from 3. But what I like is last year, if those two guys struggled, it usually meant you were getting the L. Tonight, they had a few other guys step up and help out, and Landry Sham was one of those, and that's why you brought him in. So you had yet another option from deep on that bench. So kudos to him. Campaign did come back tonight, played only 13 minutes, had four points on one of five shooting. You could definitely see the rust, but it was good to see him back out on the court as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the rust, yeah. When he misses layups like the one he missed earlier in the game, you know, like, okay, yeah, he's, he's still he's still trying to find it. Uh, but I, I thought, you know, his his energy really is, is the thing that they were missing the most off the bench. You know, Alfred Payton can give you a little bit of, of some consistency and you know he, he Alfred didn't play bad he just didn't he just doesn't give you that spark and that extra oomph to get the second unit going the way a campaign can and uh so uh, it, it's uh it was very nice to see him back on the court tonight i hope he stays healthy i hope he sticks with it um and he'll he'll start to come back and get back into the form here shortly i'm sure matthew van hoos in the chat says why in the hell did we keep nader i'm gonna tell you it, it's simple to me uh, Abdel Nader and Monty Williams are the greatest love story ever told because <laughs> you have to have some deep love and affection for a guy to keep playing him when he looks as bad as Abdel Nader does. I cannot explain it any other way than that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't even understand it myself. So I'm not <laughs> you got nothing else. It, it's bad. It's really bad, but it didn't cost him in tonight's game. Uh, one other thought, Saul, to me, uh, it was pretty obvious on the defensive end and and rebounding as well. Uh, the fact that DeAndre Ayton was sorely missed out there. You know, I guess they get the win, but I think it would have come a lot easier if DeAndre Ayton had been protecting the paint and getting those boards. Absolutely. Uh, again, you can't minimize what DA does for this team. I don't care if he has two points and four rebounds, or if he has twenty points and forty rebounds. He's he's an important cog. And he makes a huge difference on the defensive end. Um, and I think people notice that. People do notice that. Uh, so, hey, listen, Frank Kaminsky ain't dropping 16 points every single game. DA is your most consistent guy down there. He's the best guy you have down there. Uh, that's why you need him back in that lineup. And hopefully he'll get healthy and come back soon. Yeah, Frank won't drop 16. He's going to have 25 next game. So There you go. There you go. <laughs> we're going to make, we're gonna have to make Kaminsky Cove bigger. We're going to have to put a mansion up on the Cove or something like that. or. Oh, uh, a yacht out in the water. We're going to add all sorts of things. We'll put a cruise boat out there so there's plenty of places for you to stay if you just want to visit. If you don't want to own a slice, but you just want to rent a room, <laughs> we'll we'll have a cruise ship out in the cove soon enough and partying on the beach. We'll have plenty of uh, drinks flown for you in Kaminsky Cove as long as he keeps it up. Otherwise, I'll just be sitting there by myself yet again. But <laughs> I welcome the visitors every once in a while. So, yeah. Well, I think that brings us to the end of another PHNX After Dark. Glad to have each and every one of you with us. Head over to the PHNX locker and hook up with that new sweet, sweet shirt. 
Uh, you won't you won't regret it. It's money well spent. Uh, take some of your DraftKings earnings and uh, put it in there. DraftKings there official uh, sports book partner of PHNX. Hey, um, listen, if you sign up for a membership right now, you can get that shirt for free. Yes, you can. There it is. It's that simple. You go, you sign up for $59.98, you're going to get a $30 shirt for free. Boom. It's just that easy. You're going to be rocking that shirt and people are going to be like, that's a damn good looking shirt. Where'd you get it? And you can go PHNX because that's where I get all the cool shirts. Uh, that's just the way it plays out in my mind. I don't know. That's how it's happened every time I've worn one of my shirts out. It was exactly like that. Uh, so... Uh how about okay. you? Do you have that experience too, Saul? No? Uh, I, I wish I did. Uh, unfortunately, most people were like, oh, man, that guy's wearing that shirt. I got to take my shit back. And I'm like, eh, <laughs> sorry. That's why you'll never see Saul in one of our shirts on the show. No, <laughs> uh, so big thanks to everybody who helped put on the program tonight. Uh, you can follow my co-host, the GM, at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there. For that shirt to slide right in there. That beautiful shirt can fit right in there. You follow me at Aspo. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Suns. We will talk to you Monday, pre and post game. Until then, ahoy hoy. Oh,